Welcome to Lightning Rounds, podcast from Refuge Young Adults about culture, the Bible, and life, asking honest cultural questions and getting honest biblical answers. I'm Zach. What's up? We have Andrew Newman here, too. Say Hello. Hey, everybody. Pastor Andrew. And our guest today is the one, the only, Chris Wimberly. Chris is here with us. Chris, we have a question for you to start off. Who are you? <laughs> Who do you think you are? <laughs> oh, man. Where do we start? I'm a... Uh... Redneck from the Deep South, if I'm allowed to say that. Uh, <laughs> I'm a little bit country. No judgments here. There's no judgments here. Yes. No, I am definitely a Earthling from the from the planet, and it uh, feels good just to be here with you, you <laughs> fellow Earthlings today. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, I'm a, I'm a guy just living in the world, living for Jesus, and uh, stoked to be here. You guys are epic. Sweet. Chris, how long have you been married? You married you're a married man, yeah? Married man. This year will actually be nine years in July, coming up on the big nine. And uh, so thankful. Such a blessing. So cool. Yeah. To Christy. Yep. Chris and Chris. Did you ever think you would name like the girl version of your you would marry the girl version of your name? Actually what I really was hoping for one day was to have a baby girl and name her Kimberly, since my last name's Wimberly, and she would be Kimberly Wimberly. <laughs> and so I thought Mary and Christie was getting close. I'm like, okay, Chris Christie, which also I think was a governor of New Jersey at one point. Chris yes, Christie. Yes, Chris Christie, was the governor's yeah, name. Yeah. yeah. So together we are that governor. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, but we did have a daughter at one point, but uh, my wife forbid me from naming her Kimberly. So Kimberly Wimberly's out for now. <laughs> There's still time. There's still time. Lord willing. Kimbo Wimbo. Kimbo, whoa. Kimbo slice up. Kimbo out. slice Wimbo. Wimbo <laughs> Okay, so you said you have a, a daughter. How many kids do you have? I got two. Uh, I got a four and a half year old boy, Cannon, and he's full of energy. He's either asleep or 100% fully active. There's no middle setting for that for that kid, and I love him to death. I wonder where he gets that from. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, it might be in the blood or something. <laughs> but uh, yeah, my boy's four and a half, and then a little baby girl, Karis, uh, which is Greek for grace, and she just turned one and a half, uh, actually, last week. Sweet That's little awesome. thing. Yeah. So cool. Sweet. And you, you're one of the pastors here at Calvary San Juan, and why don't you give a little bit of what you do here at San Juan? Yeah, absolutely. It's a privilege. It's an honor. Uh, so stoked, so thankful. And uh, I'm the junior high pastor here at Calvary Roots, sixth, seventh, and eighth graders, full of fun, full of laughter, full of craziness. It's like herding cats, and I love every second of it. <laughs> herding cats with a water hose. That's right. That's, that's right. <laughs> oh, man. But, you know, I love it. It's, uh, it's calling, that's for sure. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it really is a privilege, as I mentioned, though, uh, being the junior high pastor here. Yeah. I love it. And the kids love you, man. They really do. I mean, the kids are so stoked on you. And I mean, me personally being a part of different ministries and junior high being one of the ones I got to kind of see little glimpses into you and stuff. And the kids cannot stop talking about you. They're so stoked. And for those of you that are listening, um, if you've met Chris, you know. You, you, I don't think you can meet Chris and not be impacted. No, if you haven't really? met him, you haven't met him. Yeah, yeah like you, you're like, maybe I have. No, no you haven't. No. You don't know. You would know. 
know. <laughs> it's funny that you say it's a calling. Like my dad was a junior high pastor for 25 years. And he used to say all the time, it's a calling, not a punishment. And like everyone, like every time we go to a youth, like youth workers conference or something, there'd always be these guys who look like they just got like hit by a truck. And he's like, Hey, it's a calling. It's not a punishment. God still loves you. That's his call on your life. That's great. That's good. Yeah. And, um, any funny junior high stories you want to start off with? Uh, oh man, where do I stories? start? <laughs> every single day, all day, every day. It's one big comedy event. <laughs> you know, quick serious note, and then I do have a funny story. A serious note, it's a wonderful age to do ministry, as is any age, but you know, these young ones, they're becoming adults, they're starting to have their own thoughts. They're starting to develop um, their identity in this world apart from their parents. I said, I meant to say apart, and I said apart. <laughs> That's junior high for you right there. You can't even get something serious out. <laughs> apart from their parents. <laughs> uh, so there we go. I tried to give you something serious. I couldn't even do it. <laughs> but uh, all kidding aside, it's, it's, you know, it's a blessing. And uh, these young ones, they re- you know, they're giving their lives to Christ, and they're making their faith their own and developing an identity and but i do have a quick fun story so uh summer camp we went to catalina uh, and uh there was about i don't know there was over 70 of us total and, and so i was a little concerned at first just taking a bus and then taking a boat and then going to an island a bunch of junior hires i'm like this is already a disaster just the thought of it um <laughs> but the lord used it but the funny story is uh you know one of the uh one of the leaders she offered me an apple in the cafeteria and i said no and she's like she challenged me. She's like, why don't you want the apple? And I'm like, well, <laughs> well I guess, she, yeah, she it's challenged like me. <laughs> yeah. It's like a Garden of Eden. It's like a Garden of Eden. Trying to pass this apple. Original off. sin, like, why don't you want it? That's exactly, that was the case. Good leadership qualities. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, because she's trying to promote, you know, that apples are healthy and all that. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm afraid my one of my front teeth are going to fall out. <laughs> she's like, why are you afraid? And I was like, well, you know, I have fake front teeth. And so the true story is I was rollerblading when I was like 11. When I was in high school, I would lie. And I would tell people I was skateboarding because I thought people thought skateboarding was cooler than rollerblading. <laughs> it definitely <laughs> is. <laughs> but uh, I was rollerblading, knocked my two front teeth out, and so I got fake front teeth. And um, anyways, it was funny because she offered me apple. I said, no, I don't want my front tooth to fall out. That would be, you know, that would be bad if that happened to camp. And so I sat down to eat my gluten-free pizza. <laughs> and sure enough, sure enough, my front tooth broke out. <laughs> Was it out the entire camp, the entire rest of the yeah, camp? Yeah, yeah. This was uh, day two into a, like a four-day camp, and I was supposed to share the gospel <laughs> that night, <laughs> and it actually caused me to talk with a little bit of a lift, a little bit of a whistle, a little bit of a Share the gospel. love the world. That's right. <laughs> and so I had to rock no front tooth, but you know what? It all worked out because, thank the Lord, I had a mullet wig in my backpack. Um, no kidding. And Because that's... Like, <laughs> That's what junior high pastors have in their backpacks. Exactly. That's right. Always. That's right. So always gonna... be prepared. Always be <laughs> ready. True. The only thing that could save you losing your tooth was having a mullet in your backpack. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. Good yeah. Move. Yeah. It, was, uh, it turned out to be wonderful. Actually, the last part of this story is uh, someone who worked at the camp. Um, they, they, they do a boat run over to the main area of the island every day, and they sent a worker over there to the main area of the island to Larry's 
thrift store or something like that, and they got me some denture glue. <laughs> <laughs> so I was able to temporary, temporarily glue my front tooth back in while I did baptisms because, you know, we film them, and so the parents are going to see their kids getting baptized. And <laughs> I thought it might be appropriate if I had my front tooth in <laughs> for the baptism videos. And sure enough, the denture glue held <laughs> for the baptisms. Yes. That's great. Yeah. That's so good. Oh, man, that is so good. I'm pretty sure there's, like, thousands more stories like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, that you can share. And, oh, I know we've all been, all of us in here have been part of junior high camps. Yes. You know, um, and it's kind of like a rite of passage, I think, into ministry. Absolutely. Is you have to go to a junior high camp. And That's the trial by fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> the trial by fire. You get baptized sure. in... Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Sense and smells and tastes and oh man, there's things. Sleep. Are there certain things that like, you can't unsmell and it creates like a memory? I know Axe body spray. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And the smell of feet mm-hmm. ming- intermingled. Oh yeah. Will always send me to like this memory of camp yep. and how disgusting, <laughs> like how disgusting it was. But you're you're in the midst of it. There's nothing you can do about yeah. it. Yeah. The the axe spray mingled with body odor is just <laughs> ingrained into my mind. It's made it's made its way into my heart. It changes you. It changes you. Are you getting a memorable whiff in your brain right now? I can now totally that... smell it. Memory <laughs> smell right now. That I'm starting to kind of gag a little bit. <laughs> like it's scary. <laughs> so good. So good. Chris, thank you for coming on and being our guest. Yeah, uh, for this podcast episode. Happy to be here. Yeah. Um, before we kind of get into what's been going on and some questions that actually you guys have asked, um, sent in, we just want to do a quick little round right here of what we, what I am calling Chuck Norris facts, because why not? <laughs> I love this segment. Okay. <laughs> so we're just going to go in a circle and read and maybe comment a little bit on some, these, <laughs> on some of these. So just, you know, well, kind of go that way. And um, yeah, so here's some Chuck Norris facts, because why not for you? Chuck Norris makes onions cry. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Oh, man. Okay. Chuck Norris can strangle you with a cordless phone. <laughs> Too good. <laughs> oh. Okay, Chuck Norris can drown a fish. <laughs> it takes a lot of water. Wow. Oh, this is good. Chuck Norris once had a heart attack. His, His heart, heart lost. These <laughs> <laughs> oh, are too hard to read. Okay. A cougar attack, a heart attack, and this, this stood, stood no chance. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I just like already read it before I read it. It takes Chuck Norris 20 minutes to watch 60 minutes. <laughs> oh, it's too good. It's getting hot in here. Oh, gosh. All right. I've got one here. Chuck Norris does not know where you live, but he knows where you will die. That's <laughs> scary. That was not funny. That was terrifying. It will happen. <laughs> oh, my god! This one's awesome. Chuck Norris can do a wheelie. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I peeked at it. <laughs> Chuck Norris could do a wheelie <laughs> on a unicycle. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, so, so good. good. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. I'm gonna try to get this one out. <laughs> Did you read it? <laughs> oh my gosh. Chuck Norris can kill two stones with one bird. <laughs> okay. Last one. Last one here. Brett Favre can throw a football over 50 yards. Chuck Norris can throw Brett Favre even further. <laughs> we love you, Brett Favre. In your, in your Levi jeans. Wrangler, Wranglers. Wranglers. Walmart brand. Man. Oh, man. Sweating. Well, uh, that was uh, first, <laughs> our segment, Chuck Norris Facts. Oh, that was great. Because why not? Woo, oh. That was good. All right. So, those of you listening, you're probably thinking, where have we been with the lightning rounds? <laughs> <laughs> what has been going on? What has been going on? So... What has been going on with the world, guys? Anyone want to answer that question? Wow. <laughs> Where do we start? My goodness. Someone hit the pandemic button. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Not the panic button. The pandemic uh, switched it up. Oh, man. It's just been crazy. I think it started, it, I don't know. I think it scared all of us at first. Yeah. It was just this mm-hmm. one, like, it was a real rallying around your family and, like, yeah. okay, this is serious. But the more that we're finding out, it's like, this is, there's something so much deeper that's beyond this, that's behind mm-hmm. all of this, that really is an evil thing. Right. And it's, and, um, and so as Christians, it's almost like at first it was a nervous thing, but now it's almost exciting as we're seeing like how this pandemic is going to change the world and how it really does set up um, for us, the scenarios of the end times and what we read in scripture. And I think for us, it reaffirms, I know for myself, it reaffirms like this is the truth and we continue to follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like for me, it, like growing up in the church, you you hear about revelation or you read it as a kid and you're taught it, you know, whatever. I remember just being so terrified the whole time. And then thinking like, this is kind of ridiculous. Like a beast, a, a dragon, a woman riding a dragon. You're like, what am I reading? Sounds something more like something out of Tolkien than out of right. scripture. You know, it's like, <laughs> am I reading The Hobbit? What, what is this? <laughs> like dragons and schmore. What's, like, what's the dragon's name? Schmore? Schmorg? Smog or something like that. It's like, fly, you fools. <laughs> you shall not pass. It's like that whole, yeah. But now as you're, you're seeing like, wow, okay how the world immediately can see everything that's going on in the world, which we were told in scripture that when the two witnesses are killed, everyone will see it. Mm-hmm. Um, how globalization has connected everyone in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just fascinating. I think more and more it's confirmed for us that we are, we are going the right direction mm-hmm. in following Christ. And mm-hmm. so um, at first I was freaked out. I'm like, man, my kids don't touch anyone. Don't go near anybody. Right. But now, as you, as the more information that comes out, we're seeing like this is nothing to be afraid of. Like, right. there's nothing to be scared of. Um, so, just a crazy thing. And I think the more we use that terminology, like, wow, this is so crazy. What's going on in the world? Again, we're just reaffirming like 
what scripture said, that things are going to get mm-hmm. crazy yeah. in the end times. And so just yeah. our own speech confirms and the news is confirming like we are in the end times. Yeah. We are living in the last days. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I think I agree completely with what you said when it first hit. Um, it really, you know, scared us. I, you know, yeah. I'll be the first to say, I mean, I'm a new dad. Um, I have a one year old and you know, it really shook us to the core of like, uh, kind of stripped us out of our, um, normal, like the normality of life Mm. and, um, through, through all of us as a whole into this situation where sadly you, you see, I mean, you see it in yourself, the, the carnality and the selfishness of yourself, but you saw it even in the world through it where everyone's just looking out for themselves. I mean, you saw it within the first weeks of this thing, Mm -hmm. the first couple days of this thing where toilet paper is gold. (laughs) Yeah. 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 No, I mean, you couldn't find that anywhere. You couldn't find, you couldn't find rice, pasta, Mm -hmm. certain foods and, uh, you know, and, um, and it really kind of set off and triggered this momentum of something that, I mean, now it being, you know, the first week of May when we're recording this and, um, kind of coming on the end, on on the back end of, of of what seems to be our quarantine session um, you're kind of seeing what it what it all ensued and I don't think we realized really how long this would this would go on for right you yeah. know we I mean like what, what do you think Chris what what was going on in your mind when this first kind of came when this first came, the first thing that was going on in my mind is I am living in a really bad movie right now. Like, right. what in the world is going on? <laughs> Stuff at the grocery store, the shelves are empty. People are right. buying up all the toilet paper. Everyone's wearing masks. We're told we have to stay at home. Yeah. Everyone is fearful. Uh, everyone's using language like global pandemic. <clears throat> and immediately, yeah, I was scared as well. So was my wife. Like, we're at home thinking, okay, we got to bunker down. We need to protect our family unit. And, you know, and, and so, you know, it, it's interesting, you know, there's, there's so much information out there that's, you know, the media and then you have all these other sources and what doctors are saying and what governors are saying. And there, you know, there's so much information. And at the end of the day, you know, the Lord is on the throne and it makes me think of Ephesians six, where mm-hmm. it talks about how we wage floor, not or wage war, not just against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities of darkness. And there is an evil agenda. Satan is behind this and would love to create fear in the life of a believer. And, um, but we know who's in charge. We know the Lord is on the throne and what the enemy meant for evil, the Lord will use for good. And and just to comment on what you said earlier, you know, Jesus talked about a lot of this in the Olivet Discourse, you know, that the earthquakes and the famines and the pestilence and all these different things that would come. And, you know, in the last few years, we have seen earthquakes like, like we've never seen before, mm-hmm. fires like we've never seen before, even this, uh, what they're calling a, a, a pandemic or a pestilence. And, uh, you know, and there appears to be other agendas involved, too. And here's what can happen. You can get lost in all of that. If you focus right. so much on the news, mm-hmm. so much on the media, so much on these YouTube videos and these different pieces of information that are coming out, uh, we can forget that, well, w- w- wait a minute. You know, we're believers in Christ and, and are we relying on the Lord's strength and are we getting in the word and are we trusting Jesus in the middle of the storm? And, you know, at first it, there was so much uncertainty and I know there still is a lot of uncertainty, but I'm starting to see more and more um, just that the Lord is in charge and he's involved in all this and he cares deeply. And, and, um, this isn't the first time that God's people have gone through difficulty right? and it won't be the last time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I even found myself, um, 
spending more time watching videos, watching, reading news articles, um, you know, um, than getting in my word and praying and, and even just spending time with my family. Yeah. And so I, I completely agree with, with you. I think there's a good balance of, of being aware. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I think we can all agree that this is the sign of the times, the sign of the times that we're living in. Um, Jesus is coming soon. You know, Jesus said that um, these would just be the beginning of the birth pains mm-hmm. of um, what is to come in uh, the tribulation and when Jesus raptures his church. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I agree with you. I, I, I had I had to come to that place too where I was, I had to repent and mm. and come back to just just reading my Bible and just focusing in on Jesus. Because I was, I was focusing so much on the depravity of man and mm-hmm. the sin in the world and the hurt and the brokenness. And, um, and I lost what, uh, I lost what was, what, what really was important and what should be priority, which should take preeminence, which was my relationship with Christ. Yeah. yeah. And, and that, you know, and I, I think that's true. I think sometimes, you know, um, we can do that, you know, and, uh, you know, uh, Andrew, you're, you're the pastor of young adults and, you know, if there's one thing that um, young adults struggle with, it's, it's a lot about what the future is is holding right. for them, you know. So maybe what what is some hope that you could offer, maybe um, in in the midst of all this, or some encouragement you can kind of give. Well, I think um, through this or something, yeah, you learned. Yeah, I think with all of us, I don't I don't know about you guys, but there was an aspect of my life that where I knew what was going to happen, like on a week to week basis, we all like, I know my schedule. Like I know I have church this day. I know I work this, you know, these hours. And so there's a, there's a, what is that word? It's like a, a rut or a routine that you're in. And so you kind of know like, yeah, next week I'm doing this next month, whatever. And you're in this routine. Well, when something like, like this happens, it breaks all of that up. And suddenly you're sitting, I found myself sitting at home, like, okay, what do I do? Mm-hmm. Like normally I would be doing this right now, but I can't do that. And it breaks up that routine and suddenly you're hit with like, I don't, I really don't know what's going to happen next. Right. Like I really don't even know what I'm going to do in the next hour or two, because this is all, it's broken up my routine so much, but it caught, I think it, it caused us to go back to what we do know for sure. Yeah. And that is like Chris said, like Christ is on the throne. He is in control. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do know that he's coming back. And so, you know, what's funny is in a world where like truth had become so like watered down and like truth doesn't really matter or it is your opinion, what you want to make it. Suddenly we are all like as a world coming to this point of like, no, 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 no. Truth has some kind of solid foundation and we need to find what's actually true. Mm-hmm. And everyone is looking for something that is true. And so I think in those, like what we've all been kind of shaken up, we've all had to come back to what is true, what we know to be true. And that is Christ rules and reigns. And like, he is coming back. He is Lord of my life. Like I do, do I trust him? Um, Sorry, a side note, just thinking that in my own Mm -hmm. mind last night, like truth just to a lot of us, and you know, going to college campus and you're like, well, this is truth. And they're like, well, that's great for you. That's a great truth that you have. (laughs) Um, and, and you're like, no, 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 there's, there has to be some kind of absolutes within our life and there has to be absolute truths. And, and that's kind of what, um, 
I've, I've been tossing around in my own brain, but, um, I think hope that we have is like, we're on the right path. Like you, you following Jesus, you are doing the right thing. Like, praise God, you are following God. You know him, you have him. And, and I think, um, for so long we've been put down and seen as like, this is so dumb. Like I, even my friends coming back from college when I was a kid were like, you still believe in that Jesus thing? Like you're, you still believe that? Like, that's ridiculous. And they like ascended to some kind of, um, you know, they had transcended me in the Bible to some kind of knowledge. And now you're not dumb for believing in a (laughs) pre-trib rapture. You are not dumb for believing in a millennial reign of Christ, like a literal, you know, you're not, you're not on the wrong path. Like we're seeing these events happening. And again, it just, it, it bolsters us up. And this is the hope that we have. Jesus is coming. And so, um, amen. 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 Yeah. You know, I, I think what you, (laughs) you were saying, (laughs) you know, it did, it did shake us all up, you know, our routines, um, the things that we're used to doing in life and, um, you know, um, and, and so I'll, I'll pose this question to you guys too, um, is what, what is something good maybe that has come out of this? Cause you know, that's, that's the nature of our God. He's a redeeming God. Mm. He's still on the throne throughout all this. None of this surprises him, you know, through the tragedy, through the heartbreak that, that we face in life, that you might be facing in life as you're listening to this right now. Our God is a redeeming God. He takes what the enemy intends for evil and he uses it for good, whether it be globally, nationally, or even personally in your own life. And so maybe um, you guys can share some of the stuff that through this, you know, however long it's been, like 10 weeks, I think Mm -hmm. so far Mm -hmm. that we've been um, sheltering in home here in Southern California. What are some of the good that has come out of this? Yeah, I can give two perspectives. One I've just seen kind of globally and then the other just in my own home. You know, globally, you see people that, just as, as you were mentioning, Andrew, that people are seeking truth. And people that previously didn't care about truth or care about the Bible or care about God, all of a sudden are interested. And, you know, I, I saw a few posts over the last few weeks where uh, stores that had Bibles on their shelves, the shelves are completely empty where the Bibles used to be. People wow. are buying Bibles like crazy, <laughs> you know, and they're flying off the shelves. And uh, and then also, you know, it would make sense that, that digital church attendance numbers would be up since everyone's sheltering at home. But the percentage that they're up, like worldwide all these people are checking in and watching church services and listening to podcasts like this and you know plugging into digital worship type services it's it's crazy to see the increase yeah. our, our president yeah is watching church services <laughs> right. online awesome like, who <laughs> tweeting <coughs> yeah. great, great church yeah mm-hmm. anyways it's going, going to be huge <laughs> no you're right and <laughs> so we see people and, and that fires me up to be honest with you like to be in the middle of revival, to watch, you know, A, the church catch fire for the Lord and, and really, you know, recognize the times we're living in the urgency of eternity and the necessity for Christ. And it just pumps me up. But then to see people who are very, you know, um, atheistic or don't care about Christ or the Bible are, are all of a sudden interested. And, and I'm just super excited to see what the Lord's doing. Mm-hmm. He is speaking to creation right now and creation is listening. And that pumps me up. Personally, uh, you know, just to get more time with my wife and kids has been just a personal blessing. And I know the Lord loves that. And uh, I love it, <laughs> you know. And um, your, your home is your first ministry. So to be there more, to have more time for my wife and children has been so special to me. And 
you know, it hasn't been easy at times when you're quarantined and everyone's stuck in a small place together, you know, sometimes, you know, there can be sin or impatience, but at the end of the day, it has been a real blessing. And, you know, just to give you one example, my son and I, we broke out the Hot Wheels tracks and we built a track that went downstairs yeah. on the landing, had a loop and then made a turn and then had another loop and then made another turn and then went down the rest of the set of stairs and then hit a jump in the kitchen floor and sent Hot Wheels cars flying under the crack under the oven. <laughs> So we, ba- I don't even know how many Hot Wheels cars we have sitting under our oven in our kitchen right now, but it started upstairs and it made its way all the way down through two double loops off a jump under the oven. So oh, that has been an epic quarantine adventure. There's for me. nothing that pumps you up more than when that car makes it all the way through. Oh, it's the best. And you're like, I, I, I'm like, it works. I'm amazing. It's so satisfying. <laughs> That's so funny. It took a whole day though of trial and error, but we got it. Yeah. What about you, Andrew? Yeah, I would say, you know, um, I have, I have four children and, you know, time being able to spend time with each of them individually is rare. Like just getting one-on-one time with my daughter or Mm -hmm. one-on-one time with, um, my oldest son who, um, you know, he, he needs a lot of, I need to spend a lot of time with him. He's at this place where, um, the world is is becoming very real and he's seeing a lot of things and he's, he's got a lot of questions. And, and so just being able to spend more time with him and shooting basketballs in the, in the front yard and, um, you know, just having to become creative with them, I think has been so fun where it's like doing art projects with, with Molly, my oldest daughter, um, who loves art and loves music. And so playing ukulele with her and her guitar and like, I don't know how to play it, but we just goof around and make our own band. You know, we have a band right now. It's called the, uh, the dads and daughters. Band. Nice. It's, pretty sick. It, it's, it's a spinoff of all sons and daughters, but oh, it's, um, nice. it's pretty sick. And so, <laughs> but then just getting to spend time with my wife and help her around the house. And, um, sometimes I feel like I'm more in the way than I am. Uh, help, but just having, you know, getting to laugh with her and, and, um, you know, cook for my family, things like mm-hmm. that, that you're yeah. like, you don't, you, 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 like we were saying, you get in this routine of like just time and space and you're like this, it, it just, you, it's like a train and it just goes on and suddenly you're miles away down this track and you're like, how did we even get here? Mm-hmm. Like, how is it, how did Christmas go by? And I don't even remember it. So, um, I think just being able to slow down and really having nothing pulling for our time and just being able to spend with them and hang out with them. And, um, that was one of the, the coolest, coolest things. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, that's totally true. I think that, um, it kind of helped us to take, you know, stock of what really matters in life, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but at the same time, like if I can kind of turn this uh, around, um, to another, perspective like what would you say to the young adult maybe who's listening mm-hmm. and they're single mm-hmm. and they don't have a wife they don't have kids mm-hmm. and this shelter in home you know is is tough for them they're not yeah. really seeing anybody other whether maybe they lost work maybe they're right. working mm-hmm. still but all they see is their coworkers who are aren't believers you know and um what what maybe unapparent good could you see in in that scenario or what um would you say to to those that might be listening that find themselves in that place it's a difficult place i I, you know 
as you're saying that I'm, I'm putting, trying as best as I can to put myself in, in that person's position. And that can be extremely challenging. And you know, the enemy, he loves to isolate. Mm-hmm. He loves to make us feel alone. Uh, like no one is there for us. And it's one of his greatest tactics to isolate and, and make us feel apart from the Lord or apart from the body of Christ. And that's why it's so vitally important that, that we stay plugged in and we abide in Christ. And Because the truth is we're never really alone. The Lord is with us. His Holy Spirit resides inside of us. We have his word. You can turn on uh, any digital device and find a worship service somewhere at any point in time. Mm-hmm. You can pull up a sermon on YouTube. And there, there's so many wonderful things we could be filling our minds with to help combat that, um, that, that isolation feeling the enemy would love to give us. And, you know, the truth is, yeah, it's hard. Being alone is difficult, especially if someone has lost work or, um, someone is struggling with health or, or income difficulties. And just know that the Lord is with you. He has promised he will never leave us or forsake us. And uh, sometimes we don't necessarily feel like he's with us, even though he says he's with us. And, um, that's why it's so important just to keep feeding on the word of God and, st- and keep just remaining in him and uh, because he will speak to us through his word. And sometimes we have to read the Bible before we really read the Bible, if you know what I mean. You know, it's like one thing to open a page and start reading, but it's another to really dig in and start chewing on it and digesting it. And, and it becomes a part of us. And so for the person who's alone, I would say you are not alone. God is with you. He loves you. He cares about you deeply. He is your good shepherd. And he wants to lead you to green pastures and quiet waters and refresh your soul. But there's a little work you need to do too. You need to meet him there and you got to open your Bible and, and, and meet him. He's right there. <clears throat> He's with you. And, um, and we're here for you too. Give us a call. We'll pray for you. We're, we're mm-hmm. here for you too. That's what the body of Christ is all about. Yeah. Hey, that's that's so good. You know, um, I think one thing too that if I could add on to what you were saying, Chris, is um, you know one one thing that the enemy loves to do in our lives, and maybe you experience this, is when something maybe happens the way that you don't think it should happen. We can easily turn inward and mm-hmm. and and become very self centered, um, uh, and we can begin to um, criticize and say, why is no one may be reaching out to me. Why is, Mm. why is this happening to me? Why is, you know, um, how come no, does anybody really care? Does anybody Mm. really see, which are honest questions and, and, and are, um, serious hurts and, and, you know, those that struggle with that. I've struggled. I've, I've faced that. I'm pretty sure all of Mm -hmm. us have asked those questions here today. Um, but one thing that like has encouraged me in this, in this season, because I'm, I've, you know, I'm going on this, It'll be three years married this this year for me, so I'm not too far away from <laughs> remembering what it was like to be by myself and to be and to not have someone. I have no idea <laughs> what it's like. Like just going to the bathroom by myself. I don't know what that's like anymore. Memory is long gone. There's, <laughs> nah. some, there's some, uh, some peace and qu- that's still waters. Right there. Uh, it doesn't even, it doesn't even exist, toilet bowl still waters. Fingers coming under the door. Dad, what are you doing? What are you doing? Um, but. Um, you know, remember- <laughs> <laughs> that was just funny because you see the fingers coming under the door. My son just did that just the other day. Right, I was sitting in the bathroom and I see little fingers. Yeah, yeah. Like, that oh, horror what movie. What are you doing, Dad? A little bit like a horror movie. Yeah. It's like, what are you telling me you're doing? Like, I'm building a rocket ship. He's like, well, I want to see the rocket. You're like, no, get out of here. Like, I'm not actually building a rocket ship. <laughs> so Sorry, I took a weird turn. Um, but you know, one thing that I've uh, be, you know, um, in amidst all of this shelter and home and, and, and stuff is I've realized even in my own life is to, to be that blessing towards people, you know, what, what you want, do that to someone, 
you know, what you're desiring, you're desiring someone to reach out to you, you're desiring someone, you know, mm-hmm. are you reaching out to someone? Are, mm-hmm. When was the last time you gave somebody a phone call and you said, how are you doing? You know, are you, you know, thank God we have that type of technology that we can FaceTime someone still. Yeah, you might not be able to physically get a cup of coffee with them, or you might not be able to go to the beach in a sense and, you know, um, hang out and stuff like that. But um, we can still be the church to each other. And I think right now what we're learning right now is we as the church, we need to act like the church. Mm-hmm. We can't just continually live our lives expecting, the, in a sense, the organization of the church to serve our needs, to serve right, us. Right. There's, there, there comes a point where the body of Christ has to be the body of Christ yeah. and has to yeah. reach out, has to be the ones that are sharing the gospel, has to be the ones that are sharing hope, has to be the ones that are um, lifting up the needs of each other, um, the ones that are hurting, the ones that are broken, you know? And so... I know for me personally, like the other day I, I, I got off a phone call with, actually it was my brother who lives um, a couple cities north of here in Oxnard and um, I never call him and I just, out of the blue, I just, I was like, you know, I'm going to call that guy and man, I, after talking with him, like I was so stoked mm. and it just felt so good just to hear his voice again and I, and I, you know, I know that sometimes the enemy can make us just kind of feel a little self um, standard, why is no one reaching out to me? And I, if maybe if you're listening, I would encourage you, you know, um, reach out, reach out, be a blessing to someone, and then in turn you will be blessed. That's right. In turn you will be blessed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and good word. Maybe you want to add to that. Andrew, no, that or? was my. You stole my answer. <laughs> stole my I was answer. reading your notes. That's right. It's funny. Like my mom, I remember my mom used to saying that when I'd be bummed out at home, and she, you know, she's like, "What's wrong with you? Like, what's wrong?" I'm like, "I don't know. I just feel like no one likes whatever." She's like, well, you stop looking at yourself and go serve somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go serve somebody else. And you're just like, oh, well, if I'm feeling this way, I'm sure there's other someone else who's feeling this way. And um, so just, I think um, you're totally right. That that was my, you know, my answer. Mm-hmm. And, and I think because we can't go to like our normal like church setting, we're forced to like be the church in mm-hmm. our neighborhood around us. And yeah, I think that's, that's right. one of the coolest thing that's been going on for our house is like. The neighbor across the street, I, have, I mean, in the sides of us, um, in the last eight years of living in the same home, I've never talked to them more. Like, I got to pray for my neighbor Janice, who, who got rushed to the emergency room, got to pray with her husband, who's not a believer, in the driveway because he couldn't go to the hospital with her, you know, and like just being able to uh, extend the reach and realizing that, like, I can. You know, whether you're going on a mission trip across the world or you're just going to the, ne- the next house, like the calling of mm-hmm. God is to is to be salt and light where you are. And no matter what the circumstance, that those two things like don't change. So mm-hmm. I think wherever you are, maybe you're living in a, an apartment by yourself. Like think of how many apartments are in that place, how many people are probably feeling the same thing. And so look for ways to like minister and love and just talking to other people and asking someone how they're doing. I mean, that's. I think that's where, like you're saying, like the church is being the church, and the only way to to reach people is is by the church actually reaching out and reaching people and like saying hi. It sounds stupid. That sounded really stupid. <laughs> I like thought it sounded only, great. The only way to reach people is to like reach people. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> like sure, words of wisdom. I learned a lot in our say through proverbs right now. <laughs> anyway, that's my spiel. Yeah, yeah, it's good. We were just talking about that earlier. You got to get in the game. Mm-hmm. You know, you That's can't, right. I, um, you know, and, uh, you gotta, you gotta be the, 
you got to be who Christ is calling us to be as Christians. And, um, you know, we, we're all learning what's really, what really matters. Like we were saying before, like we're all, we all realize this is what really matters in our life. You learn really quickly. My family, yeah. you know, um, time spent with them. And, and then I think even as a, as a church and as a, as a Christian, you learn what really matters. You, you realize, you know what, the lights, the, um, this, the building, all that stuff, like that doesn't really matter. I can still have a relationship with the Lord. I can still be a blessing. I can still follow Jesus with my heart on fire for him without all that stuff, mm-hmm. you know? And it, it's like that hymn, you know, give me Jesus. You can take the world. You can take it all away. Just give me Jesus. That's all I need. Mm-hmm. Just prayer. I just need my word. I need worship in that sense, you know, and, and um, being able to people to reach, people to love. There are people out there that need, <laughs> that need hope and that need... Um, that need Christ. And, yeah. and I think this is, this is really where the church, uh, you know, I've been telling my wife this a lot. Um, I've been, I've been saying, you know, Hey, we're all, we're all going to remember this time in history and we're going to look back on this and we're going to tell our kids, we're going to tell our grandkids, we lived through this. Mm-hmm. And are we going to be able to, are we going to tell them, yeah, I lived through it. Or are we going to be able to tell people, yeah, I thrived in it. Mm-hmm. I made a difference. I was, a, I was, I, this is what I did to bless people. This is what I did to share the gospel, to further the kingdom of Christ during this, you know, or are we just going to sit on the sidelines, sit on the bench and just care about ourselves and worry about our own needs and, and just kind of let it. And, you know, that's really been convicting for me personally has just been like, man, how can I creatively like get in the game mm-hmm. and, and be like Christ, um, in the midst of this. That's good. It's really good. I think of Gideon, you know, when he was, he was hiding in a cave. He was threshing wheat in a wine press in Judges chapter 6 because he was scared. The scriptures say that. He was scared. So he was hiding from the Midianites. He was bunkered down. He was sheltering in place. And, um, and then the Lord came to him and spoke to him, and, and he spoke how he was going to save Israel. And I remember there was one scripture where Gideon, um, I'm paraphrasing it, but Gideon said something like, how are you going to do that? I don't see how you're going to do it. And the Lord said, have I not sent you, Gideon? Mm. And Gideon was the miracle. Gideon was asking the Lord, like, how are you going to do it? I can't see how this miracle is going to take place. And, and the Lord said, have I not sent you? And yeah. for us as believers, it's so important that we are living out our faith, that we are doers of the word, that, as you said, Andrew, we're out there being the salt and the light because we are the miracle to some people. The, the Lord is the ultimate worker of miracles, but he wants to use us. We are his vessels. We are his instruments. And if we're sitting at home and sulking, <laughs> you know, yeah. like a slouch on a couch, then, you know, um, there's people out there in, in lives uh, that are at stake. And, you know, he wants us to be those fervent servants. Get off our get off our booties and get out there and <laughs> do some work, son. Get, do some work. <laughs> I totally agree. Like, I, I honestly think in isolation, so many people throughout Scripture when they're by themselves is when the greatest revelation of Jesus or, mm. or the messenger of God comes to them when they're by themselves. Yeah. And so, um, and just looking at like how the Lord calls people when they're just alone mm. because they're just, there's no distractions around them and they're not leaning on other people. Like they're yeah. just, they're by themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think we are stronger than we think we are. That's right. Amen. That yeah. is the lie that the devil has told us for so long. Like you're weak. Yes, we need each other. Like, absolutely. We lean on each other. We're the body of Christ. But we have the Spirit of God, the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead, living in me personally, living in you personally. 
on your own, you are, are stronger than you think you are mm-hmm. or you believe that you are. And so I think it's, it's like one of those times like getting the Lord's like, you are stronger than you think you are because I'm with you. Yeah. Not because of like the fact of who you are, like, because I go before you and I'm with you, you are strong. You are mighty. You are a man of valor. Like God saw that in Gideon and called him that. And he's by himself. Yeah. And I think that's been something the Lord's been ministering to me is like, we as a group for so long have heard sermon after sermon or, or video after video of like how we are weak and we are poor and, and all this. And like, we need community and suddenly community's taken away. Hmm. So now what? We have nothing to lean on except Christ himself. And we find that he is all we need. Like you said, community is a byproduct. Fellowship is a byproduct of the spirit of God living in us. There is no fellowship or community without him. So we have Christ who is the rock, who is the foundation, who is our strength. And then we have all of these people as well who are walking and following Christ. And that even more bolsters us and strengthens us. And so for me, that's been something that I'm realizing, like, yes, I need fellowship. Yes, I need community. But I can't just lean on people. Hmm. I need to lean on Christ. And, um, you know, that may be heretical. But I don't think... Are you kidding? That was beautiful. I'm pretty sure I just got saved. It's like, no, like... (laughs) But you know how people... We've heard so much, like, I'm scared, I'm scared. My wife the other day was like, what are we so scared of? And I was like, oh, you're so manly right now. <laughs> you're such a beast. Like, she's like, why are we always so scared and fearful? Like, it was this like taking back of like, no, mm-hmm. I'm not afraid of a virus. I'm not afraid of the devil. Right. I'm not afraid of Bill Gates. I'm not afraid of anybody. <laughs> like, I have the spirit of God. Amen, bro. Living in me. The God of, you know, preaching for you. So anyway. Come on. On Christ, like, the solid rock, I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. We it's are so stronger good. than we think we are. Amen. So. Amen. We stand in his victory. Come on. You know, it's yeah. we stand in his victory. And you're right. I think the devil sells us short. Yeah. You know, he, he fools us and makes us believe that, you know, we're sometimes we're bound in these chains when Christ has set us free. Yeah. Mm. Set us free from these things. Yeah. You know, and um I and I think, you know, it's it's like things like this that happen that you know your pendulum sways one way or the other. You're either during these times of isolation or shelter at home or and and all this this crisis, you know, you can sway to the side of like, "Oh man, I, and and you're super weak in the sense you feel like everything's, you know, um falling apart that um you're struggling." Or you sway to the side of, man, I'm going to lean hard into Jesus because I recognize the truth, like we've been saying, that the truth that really matters, the, the thing that is secure, that is stable, the rock that I can stand upon is the fact that Jesus defeated Satan, mm-hmm. defeated my sin, and defeated death and rose again from the grave. And I stand in that victory today. That's right. You know, and, I, and we've been saying it a lot for um, at our young adults group. And you got to preach the gospel to yourself every day. Yeah, you got to remind yourself of these truths every day. You can't live off of yesterday's devotion, yesterday's manna, in a sense. Mm. You know, you got to constantly be preaching to yourself. Yes, I am a sinner, but I have a great Savior and a great Victor, and I stand in His victory yeah. Yeah. today in this moment, and I am victorious because of what He's done. Mm. Amen. <laughs> so <Yeah>. good. <laughs> yeah. So. If that's you, we're praying for you. And Amen. I pray that that blesses you. 
<laughs> if you're like me and Chris, you just got saved right now by what Andrew <laughs> preached or or what funny. Lauren preached. <laughs> With Lauren. <laughs> Keep preaching, funny, Lauren. Like, didn't I text you? I texted you the other day. Like, I'm done with like sissy stuff. Like, I'm, yeah. I just want to do. Was manly that the actual things. text? Did I think, you yeah. text? I'm, I'm done like, with sissy stuff. I'm yeah. done with sissy stuff. Like, this year is the year of manliness. Yeah, we're like not like manliness. It. I'm gonna say toughness for all you ladies that are listening. Like, being stinking tough. Mm-hmm. Like, no yeah. more, no more wallowing in self pity and like, oh, I'm so. Yeah. No. no. You gotta get up and fight the good fight. Yeah. You gotta get into the yeah. race. You yeah. got it right. Yeah, Come no on. more like I'm not. I'm not able. Yeah, no, no, no. no. It's done. <laughs> We're done with that. Yes. Well, we're getting close to 50 minutes into this <laughs> so good and we're just getting warmed up people this is, a, this is only the beginning <laughs> so for those of you listening right now we're gonna we're gonna close we're gonna close it for for those that are listening right now okay and um if you want to hear more on this next question which we're going to talk about how do you know if you're hearing from the lord how do you know what your calling is um you can listen into the next episode and we'll cover that stuff nice. for you guys. But thanks for listening um, to this kind of welcome back um, episode of Lightning Rounds. Um, like I said, we're going to try and do this as much as we can, whenever we can. Obviously, you know, we're human. And <laughs> Some <laughs> we of have us. And sometimes we, forget. <laughs> we forget or <laughs> life just gets crazy. I'm part muskrat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you can, if, if you're not already... Find us on Instagram, our young adults Instagram, refuge underscore SJC, and you'll find out more info on that, as well as Bible teachings and and cool stuff. And um, before we close for this episode, any last words from last word or words? Thanks, Chris. So fun having you here. It's a blessing to be here. You guys have beautiful faces. I know all of you listening right now, you can't see their faces. These guys have beautiful faces. And uh, no, really, honestly, uh, just thank you for everyone listening. We love you. Uh, Jesus loves you. And, uh, you know, just just walk in that. Walk in the truth of the fact that you are loved. You are valued. Your life has meaning and purpose. And uh, and so get out there and, and just be the person God's called you to be. And uh, we're with you. We love you. And uh, I'm super pumped to be here. And uh, we'll see you in round two uh, when you tune back in. Woo! Peace. See you.